when I said it today, he was like, well, everything got really bad after the well. And I was like, the well? I didn't even remember. And he was like, you don't remember? Oh when God. I opened the gates of hell by opening the well? And I was like, oh, that's right. Everything did get really, really intense after that. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is, is The, the Residuals. Residuals. How's it there? Is it snowing? Is there snow everywhere? Oh, there's snow everywhere, yeah. I bet, huh? Yeah. I'm so jealous. It snows all the yeah. time. I live on the base of a mountain now. It snows even more. Oh, Jesus. You moved closer to the mountain? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereabouts are you? I'm like right on the border of Vermont in Massachusetts. Oh, that sounds lovely. Mm, it is. There. It's lovely. And there's um, and we just moved here in September, and it's it's like almost the dream house, not quite, but it's in the woods and it's really cool except for um, mouses built a nest in my car and they don't tell you that when you move to the woods. <laughs> You're no. that, like traps and things in your car. So that was, yeah. that was fun. That happened to my neighbor here. What? Like the woman who lives next door to me. Yeah, but that's rats. Like, that's LA no, rats. Just like <laughs> yeah. in her they car. They give zero fucks. She had to set a trap and everything and dispose of the mouse. In her. I know. I was like, what? And I was like, Tim, you need to go check your car because you don't move that fucking thing ever. No. no, they did that. It was horrible. I was like driving. I hadn't driven my car in a while and I drove it and it was making this horrible noise. And I was like, I don't know. And I got home and I popped the hood and it was like very visible nest was there oh, <laughs> very, very large large nest and then i like started looking around inside my car more and i realized like i had like crackers in there that were pulled out and all over the seat and all the tissues had been shredded and like oh, no. <laughs> no. no it was really bad you know that what is would never good. do that snails would never do that no they wouldn't okay such a thing. no stop with, the, <laughs> stop with the snails she's so gross stop with the fucking it. snails <laughs> I've got They're shrimps cute. now. I've moved on. I've got snails and shrimps. I like this idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't. <laughs> They're really cool. She's I so can't. upset about snails. I just—it's disturbing. They're so cute. It, mm. They look like little weird underwater bunny rabbits. Mm-hmm. That's what they remind me of. And, and they have little teeth. Snails have little teeth. <laughs> so cute. I can't. My snails are huge. I had to segregate one of them, though, because he was getting very naughty with um, Bruce and Quint. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. So now, so what you're saying is you have two snail tanks. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, Snape has been uh, sequestered into a bowl alone because he couldn't leave the girls alone. Um, and I was like, okay, whatever, nature, fine, do your thing. But there was the last time that, that he was bugging her, she looked like she was screaming underwater. And I was just like, nope, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> but wait, yeah. so what you're saying is that you took him out because he was making too many snail babies? He was, uh, um, he, he was, 
forcing himself on the ladies all the time. So, so I don't know that snails though are intersex and if there's not a male around, they can just, they can still procreate. Yeah. They also can like hang (laughs) on to sperm for like when they want to use it later. And I was like, okay. So the other day I woke up and it was like, Merry Christmas. Here's an egg clutch on the side of (laughs) the What are you, what are you going to do with the egg sacs? Uh, Well, I'm pro-choice, so they are not there anymore. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I mean, this isn't like the before times where I could be like, hey, fish store down the street. Do you want some fucking snails? Like, I'm not, I don't go anywhere. Oh, that's because we still have healthy reproductive rights here in California. So you can flush those snail eggs down the loo if you'd like to without getting in trouble or going to prison. I mean, I, my unused eggs went down the fucking toilet this month too. So fine. And why not? (laughs) That's okay. Oh Lord. On that note, hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Should we start the podcast? Sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to this? Because then you know that we're super not professional. We're not. Oh, it's great. Um okay. I want you to know that I talked to my dad a few like an hour ago and Oh my God. He's involved heavily in many of the stories I'm talking about tonight. And I told him I was doing this and we hadn't talked in a long time. And he was like, can I be on there too? Yes. Like, yes, no, Rico. Two last minute. I don't, I don't think that's a really good idea. I got nervous about it. <laughs> Is he on his way over anyway? <laughs> he wanted to make sure this was recorded and that he could later hear it. Absolutely. Hi, Rico. Of course. I miss Definitely. you. I haven't seen you in forever. Should we start? Sure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Joy. Hi, I'm Emily. And uh, this is the (gasps) Residuals. Residuals. Today, our lovely guest is Bella Vendetta, who is a very old friend of mine, and I miss her face so much, so it's really nice to see her right now. (laughs) You too. This is awesome. (laughs) And I get to meet you for the first time, so I'm I'm quite chuffed. I'm very tickled. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yay! So, um, should we, should we get into, get into it? Into it? No, we can't. Sorry. We can't. I guess we can't right now. I'm just going to mute myself <laughs> while these motherfuckers tell everybody that they live here. So, all right. Shut up, you twats. Excuse you're not, you're not muted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we could we could just get into it right now. I'm very excited about this, by the way. <laughs> I'm glad. I hope it lives up to expectations. Already scared. I think the reason that we talked about me doing this is because I always seem to have these stories and strange things happening to me and around me, directly involved with or always adjacent to. And mm-hmm. so I thought about when it started, and I don't I don't rightfully know. I think the first time I really remember a weird thing happening was when I was like nine. And uh, I had this friend, I lived in Massachusetts and I had this friend who um, lived in Vermont and we would sometimes go over to Vermont and visit and sometimes her and her mother would come visit us. And we went to Vermont to visit her and she lived in this old house from the 1800s. So we used to write letters to each other like, like snail mail letters. And she had written me letters saying that she thought her house was haunted and it was really freaking her out. And, um, I went to visit her and we got there, we pulled up and in the attic, she was there waving to me very clearly. And I'm waving back to her. And then she opened the front door and walked out and I was no. like, we were just, but 
And she was like, oh yeah, that happens all the time. The girls need help all the time. So, no. I, so I didn't, that was the only experience there that day. But like, that's the first time I remember, like it was really, really clear. I definitely saw her. Definitely she was in the attic waving. And definitely my friend told me that that is something that happened frequently. So, so wait, it mimicked her. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I thought it was that, her. that was my next question. Her. I don't Ooh. like that. No, I don't no. like that at no. all. Like, no, that's that not- be let out. Hold on. It's not good. No, knowing what I know now about mimicky things. Oh no, that's bad. No, that's not good. Lorraine Warren would be very unhappy. Lorraine Warren would no. Amy Allen would be pulling her face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They ended up moving shortly thereafter. I would bloody hope so. (gasps) See, sometimes smart people. And then, like in my childhood, I think there was other weird things growing up that I definitely had like imaginary friends. I definitely spent a lot of time in the woods and talking to like what I thought were fairies when I was little and who knows what was going on. But that was all stuff that is almost like, it's like hard to talk about or describe really. Mm -hmm. Then when I was 19, I had, I started having experiences that were like really clear. Like there was no feeling or like, maybe one other friend that saw it like I I moved I had I dropped out of college in Florida and I moved to upstate New York where my father had a restaurant Uh, my father who's like first generation Italian Catholic would definitely not believe in any type of ghost or any type of energy or anything like that it was never anything that I grew up with him talking about or even believing So he had this restaurant that was an organic restaurant and he had this plot of land that was old shaker land that hadn't been farmed in over 20 years. And he was the first, he got this permit to be the first person to turn the soil, planted these organic vegetables, had tended it. And I dropped out of college to go help him with the harvest season and work at the restaurant. Oh my God. And the way that it worked was the land was like a mile away from the restaurant. The restaurant was this really old house that had been converted into a restaurant. So there was a basement, which was like really scary. And we'll get to that later. (laughs) And then then there was uh, the dining room. (laughs) Totally. And there was like the dining room and bar area. And then On the second floor, my father lived. And then on the third floor, which was the converted attic, I had this little apartment. Oh, no. It's all bad, right? I know. You poor thing. (laughs) I'm just seeing red flags all over the place. So many red flags. the name of the restaurant, (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing I remember clearly happening there was... um, that I was on the fourth floor in the attic talking to my friend on the phone from New York City. I remember what friend it was. I literally remember the conversation we were having. And it was a time in my life that I was really isolated because I was in upstate New York. I didn't know anyone there. It was like before the internet even really, like before I had a computer of my own or anything like that. And I was, and I used to like go to breakdancing competitions and raves and stuff. And we were like talking about this breakdancing competition that was coming up, really clearly talking about this. And I was looking out the window, waiting for my father to pull in because I wanted to take the truck to go do something. I like, I was stuck there without a vehicle and I was waiting and I was like pacing back and forth and looking out the window, waiting for my father. And I turned to walk away from the window 
and the door to the attic started shaking like he was like trying to get in and I said to my friend oh fuck I gotta go my father I don't know and I'm like yelling and I'm like come hold on I'm on the phone hold on and I was getting really mad and the door is like shaking and so I thought something was wrong so I said to my friend something's fucking wrong I gotta go and I hang up and I go downstairs and I open the door and no one is there and I'm like what the fuck and I go back upstairs and I look out the window and as I look out the window my father's truck pulls up no fuck off no one was there oh my god so I run downstairs and I'm like tell my father what just happened and I'm like dude the door was no I'm telling you the door was shaking and he's telling me like I'm being dramatic, whatever. It was probably the wind. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And he knows my friend that I was on the phone with. And I'm like, call him back. He heard the door. He was literally asking what was going on. The door was shaking off the hinges. He just, like, kind of, we poo-pooed it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. That was the first day I stood. I was, like, feeling scared in that house. And I used to, like, uh... call my friend and be like, I don't know. This house is freaky. It is really old. I don't know. I'm going to, like, look up the history of the house. So if you know me, okay, so I'm going to go to the library. No, but I'm that's, like, the, the history of the house. Yes, <laughs> that's what you yes. do. That's the smart know. thing to do. What you do. I have a question. I have a question. When you were yes. on the phone talking, were you yes. also, like, I'm so scared and I want to talk about what's going on in this house, but also I don't want the house to know that I'm scared of the shit it's doing. Yes, totally. <laughs> I'm always yes. afraid when I like talk about stuff in the place where it's happening. Yeah. And also like then too, like that was happening in the attic where I was living. That is, it wasn't cool at all. And then, you know, how attics, ha- you know, like this, and then it was like a finished attic. So there was still room behind the eaves and there was these two little doors you could open up. No, I I had like opened them once when I first moved in and was like, like okay, creepy hobbit doors. hobbit hole. Yes, little hobbit doors, and I'm like, those mm. are never opened. Mm. Putting furniture in front of them, they stay closed forever. Oh That's <laughs> my mom had closet doors like that, two of them in her bedroom when in the house I grew up in, and I was always just like, F scary. That now they're scary. Yeah, but though, like later in life, I lived in an apartment that had that, and I wasn't scared of them. I liked that little place, so I don't because know. That wasn't ones, a portal to hell. They were right, scary, and the house was so big that even though they were the ease, when you opened it up, it was like enough room for another room in there. It was huge, and I never oh, wanted wow. to go in. I never wanted to look at it. We'll actually get to those rooms later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Sounds good. So okay. So the door shook. That was that story. Now that was before the restaurant was even opened. We were like trying to refinish do the walls do this whole thing we're like literally opening the restaurant from the ground up so by the time we got the restaurant like a few days from opening the bar we had it was like this big mirror and then three or four glass shelves that would hold the wine glasses or whatever right with lights above them it was really nice super like super Italian fine dining restaurant, you know? <laughs> and, it sounds really uh, classy. When I think of Italian fine dining, I think of like an Amish shaker settler house in upstate New York. Yes, you're imagining it correctly. The, the walls I'm, were all painted like it. dark colors and it was nice hardwood floors. Um, so the bar, we're like a couple days from opening, the bar set up, <clears throat> we had just that day he had the waitress there put all the wine glasses and we're shutting everything down for the night, closing all the lights, waitress leaves, my father's upstairs, I'm going upstairs and I hear something fall and smash. No. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't have, we didn't have any pets at that time. 
And I was like, what's that? And I turn the light and I'm looking around. I don't see anything. And I'm like, did you hear that? And he doesn't even hear me saying that. That was the other thing about the house. There was some times that like you couldn't hear anything. Mm. It would be like, he would be like, I was screaming. You didn't hear me? And I'd be like, no, I didn't hear anything at all. Oh my God. So that was one of these times that I'm like, dad, you didn't hear, hello. I'm like screaming. And then I hear another smash and I'm like, turning all the lights out. I'm like, come downstairs. I don't know what's breaking. Something's breaking down here. He still doesn't hear me. Oh until I hear a lot, like a lot of crashes. And I go into the bar and all, all of the wine glasses are smashed on the floor. As if someone had come and taken their arm and knocked everything over. Everything is smashed Holy on the floor. And like, no, they weren't tilted. There's no, there's no explanation for how they would all have fallen and smashed on the floor. It did oh not make God. any sense. So I run upstairs and I get my father. He's blaming me, telling me that I probably knocked them over. <laughs> okay. It was like a whole fight ensues about it. Of course. I see this <sighs> happening in my head. You can see this happening. My father's yes. a hot-headed man. He was really mad. Of course, he'd spent all this money on the freaking stemware. Now it's all broken all over the floor. Right. He wants me to clean it up. And I'm like, nope, I'm not even staying. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> the next day, then it was like two days till restaurant opening. And he's like rushing around trying to get new glassware to fill it in. So we ran to the next town over in the truck and we, I think, borrowed or rented glasses from another restaurant and we bring it back and we come in and all the shelves that were there, the glass shelves are all smashed. What? Fuck. Oh my God. And then he, that's the first thing he had seen. Right. Aside from me being like, I was screaming and him not able to hear me and inexplicably. That was the first and thing. And you, you were with him. So oh yeah. And he like, put the shelves up. So he knew that there was no way that they had. Right. He thought maybe someone broke in and vandalized it. He thought maybe the restaurant next door, he was like, had this whole theory that they were like messing <laughs> with us and trying to ruin business or whatever. But I oh knew that God. that's not what was happening. I definitely wow. was like, no, this is, I think this is a bad place and we should get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So in those first few days of the restaurant being open, a woman comes to the restaurant and she happens to be this like Sufi, you know, the Sufi, Sufis no. kind of cult, right? What? Like, it's kind of a cult. I mean, let's be real. It's Sufis are kind of like- I, I have no idea what they are. This sounds fat. What is this? It's, it's like a weird fringe thing that I know that there's a sect of in Western Massachusetts in upstate New York. So she was, apparently her story was that she was kind of a higher up in the Sufi cult and she ended up leaving. And now she did like- freelance house cleansings and she's oh, telling me no. like well maybe you're here for a reason right now at this restaurant because yeah. there's some shit going on and she's like of course convinced that she is there for a reason she's there to help us she can definitely feel something's off and she's going to come back when we're closed and help us out so uh -huh. she comes like we have the first week <clears throat> which i don't even know there were so when i when i called my dad and was like what story do i tell he was like there was so many i wouldn't know where to start that whole week, like some, so much weird stuff was happening. Calculators stopped working. Multiple electronics just stopped working. Cash registers oh, stopped working. Stoves wow. stopped working. So many things. It was like the comedy of errors of opening a restaurant. Anything that could go wrong did. Um, <clears throat> so she comes on our day that we're closed <laughs> to cleanse the house. And she just keeps saying that she doesn't think that it, this is working. And she's going around the house. She's saying these prayers and she has sage and stuff. And 
she's saying that she doesn't feel like the house is cleansed and she started at the bottom. So then she gets up to the attic where I live and then she's like, there's just, uh, there's something in this space and there's something more here. And I'm like, we've done everything. And then she's like, there's more here. And I'm like, oh, well, there, there's the eaves. I like put this big bookshelf in front of them because I didn't like them. Uh, so she opens the eaves up and it's like, this is the source of all the bad energy in this house. And I'm like, bring it out because I live there. And I don't want to be living there. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to move or I'm just going to get an apartment away from here or something because this is bad. And my father yeah. at this point, has sunk like a lot of money into this restaurant that he opened. Right. He bought the like he, opened this restaurant. He says loans out. Like there's, we can't just like walk away. Oh God. I dropped out of college to go help him. Like everyone has things that they've sacrificed for this fucking restaurant to happen. She decides that like it wasn't very successful and she didn't think that she, she thought that we should get someone else that had more power or more experience or both to come in there. <clears throat> I don't wouldn't even know where to start to look for that person. And I didn't oh want this God. weird cult lady to like bring other weird cult people to my house. So Right. And like you said, this was before the internet. So what do you do? Get the yellow pages and look up like yeah. shaman right. or something. So my father now the next day after she did that is mad at me because he says we've pissed off whatever spirits in the house and it's worse. It's way worse. So now, now he's a shit. believer. So wait, how was it worse? He says that one the uh, that night he woke up and I was very clearly standing at the end of his bed going, dad, 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 trying to wake him up. And that he woke up and was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. What? And then he got up and turned on the light and I wasn't there. No. Shut up. No. Oh my God. You have a mimic too. Ah. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh good. God, so it's so intense it. that we actually are like telling a few people about it like some of the people that work there the waitresses and stuff no one believes this at all of course people are like laughing no one's taking it seriously at all my dad at this point i think knows and is like scared and knew that like it's not right something is definitely not right there so he says when i called him today he said he reminded me of something i totally forgot because this time in my life was so crazy and he's right, there was so many stories and it was like compacted into like a nine month period this time. Oh my God. You almost like forget about it. And he That's reminded me. a lot of so, shit to go on. He said, we did everything that made it worse. So the first thing we did is bring that lady in and it got worse. And then right after that, first this story and then what he did. So then it was winter, right? And one night, so I'm all the way in the attic in the fourth floor, asleep. It's the middle of the night. and it's freezing, like freezing, like in the movies where all of a sudden you see your breath. And why is it all of a sudden so cold in my house? I'm like shivering. Wait, what time of year was it? In the winter. Okay. But also, it felt like, it felt like I was outside. It felt like I was, it was like frigidly cold. And so I go downstairs, it's getting colder and colder. And like, it was another one of those times where I was trying to wake up my dad. Dad, dad, why is it so cold? Is the heat broken? Are you okay? He's not answering. So I go downstairs to the third floor where the restaurant is and I walk through the kitchen and it's fucking so cold. And I'm like looking around and I get to the front door of the restaurant. The door is gone. The door is not on the restaurant anymore. And I look out and the door is flying down the road. It is rolling down the road, blowing in the wind. What? what? The door was not on I the mean, restaurant. I mean, I know I like, heard you, but what? <laughs> So I run again, again, like a tumbleweed, a tumbleweed door. Yes. 
Jesus Christ on a cracker. What the fuck is happening at this place? So I wake my dad up and he's like in a daze and I'm like, dad, the door's not on the house. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the door's not on the fucking house. And he's not understanding until he too gets up and sees like the door is not on the house. <laughs> not only is the door not on the house, but the thing is ripped off the hinges. Like there what had been some crazy hurricane that ripped it off, but there was not. What? It was just oh a regular ass winter God. day. No one else was missing doors. Nothing else was flying down the street. What the fuck? Did you hear anything when it happened? Or you were just like, oh, it's really cold all of a sudden. I didn't hear anything. I just thought it was really, and that also Jesus. doesn't explain if the door on the first floor was open. Why in the attic did I feel so cold like that that doesn't right. even make fucking sense i had a completely separate heating system there's no that's insane reason. that's insane insane okay so around that time i think is when i was like we need to fucking get out of here this place is so crazy and and there was just always an explanation for it or a reason and we had to stay right so that night i remember like staying up all night and like duct taping plastic to the door <laughs> Oh my fucking god <laughs> i would be doing it more than duct tape. it was a tiny little time something and like the next day, the sheriff drove by as we're fixing it and is like, what happened? Oh, and we're like, the door blew off. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm telling him the story. And I'm like, the door was blowing down the street. We had to run down the street to get the door. Do you see it? It was all like banged up. Like, you, do you see the door? And he was just like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't add up. There was no like, like that. We know. We know. We know. We know, dude. Oh my God. So, okay, that happened. Now... The restaurant was doing really good, actually. Like we got New York Times reviews. It was popping in there. He was shit. We only had like a certain number of tables. He would cut it off every night. Like he was that kind of chef. Like I'm making this much. Okay, it's over. You guys missed it. And then it, it was like in demand. People were coming from New York City. I'm, um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I know you're doing you know That's, you know, that's so exclusive. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I think around that time when it was super successful, we had just been in the New York Times. A guy died at his table eating dinner, had a heart attack, and died. Busy Saturday night, everyone around. Then, like a week after that, a car accident happened, and two cars drove into the fucking restaurant. Drove into what? The restaurant. I'm going to wake my child up. I'm sorry. This <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm so confused. I remember the sheriff what? Too, commenting and being like, what's going on, guys? The door? And then the guy died? All of this? Like... What's I'm really confused on? about the angle of like the spirits in this house and what they want because they want to do crazy shit, but they also are like, yes, you have a dope restaurant. It's cool. Be successful, now, but also have no front door. Your sauce is amazing. We love it. <laughs> However, <laughs> across the street was a sushi restaurant that was really, really fancy and high-end. And those were the people that my father had thought this whole time might have been like fucking with him and doing all this stuff because they were the only high-end restaurant in that area. And then he moved in literally across the street. So he thought maybe they were salty about it, even though we were like on good terms with them and we went to dinner at each other's restaurants and shit. So their restaurant burned to the ground. It burned to the ground without an explanation and without them being able to save even a little bit of it. It just completely burned down. Oh and I actually God. think they thought we did it. So there was, <laughs> if you can imagine this time, it was like a lot of tension everywhere. And so much crazy shit was happening. Like a guy's dying, wow. freaking 
restaurant, you know, it was, it was really, really a crazy time. Just so much crazy shit was happening. So now all of that, like energy is just adding to like the battery, like the generator that's allowing this thing to keep going. Yeah. It was a really scary, like I said, and now this was all within nine months of each other. Like it was all compacted really, really close together. Good God almighty. So the restaurant that was doing good, my father took out, um, I don't know what he took out. He got another grant to work another piece of land on the shaker. The old, the old shaker <laughs> land that no one had touched. He got a grant to open up a new piece of it. And he was doing 26 different varieties of tomatoes there. It was this whole thing. I can't with your father. He used to fucking carry. For the sauce. <laughs> he used I to know. carry water like a pack mule to this place. Until one day, my father stumbles upon an old well that's oh. over. He inquires to the shaker ladies, what's up with this well? Why can't I use this well? And they tell him that like 20, 30 years prior, two little girls actually died down the well. No. got boarded up and um, they just, no one uses it anymore. My father decides, let's resurrect the well. It'll make my life so much easier. No, dad. So, no. No, but I get it. I get it because you're like, it's right there. I'm not freaking hauling water. It's right there. Girls are dead. I'm very fucking sorry, but I need some water. This is what he said. And now also he's like half believing, even though he's seeing stuff with his own eyes. I think he's like still always trying to make up some reason why it's happening. But he told me when I said it today, he was like, well, everything got really bad after the well. And I was like, the well? I didn't even remember. And he was like, you don't remember oh when God. I opened the gates of hell by opening the well? And I was like, oh, that's right. Everything did get really, really intense after that. So he opens this well and he has a couple acres of land where he's growing these tomatoes. He ends up hiring this woman, Eve, who is uh, like, a spiritual Reiki master from Western Massachusetts. She does Reiki on the plants and she sings them songs and talks to them. She has really specific ideas about transferring energy to plants. So she is in the fields all day doing the watering, going to the well, watering, doing all this stuff. He's never told her about, he didn't tell anyone but me, in fact, about the of little girl not. thing. Uh, and then Eve decides there is too much negative energy in the fields and she doesn't know what it is and she's leaving. So she leaves us without any help. Like we're screwed. It's just me and my dad now in this like, it's like 26 acres of fucking farmland. Jesus fucking. Who's going to sing to the tomatoes? No one now. I mean, me. Well, that's just <laughs> irresponsible. That's, that's irresponsible. I've had to put all of that on your shoulders. I'm really sorry. It was irresponsible <laughs> of my father to plant that many tomatoes without a solid plant. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I said that. <laughs> Maybe cut that part out. <laughs> but it's true. Oh so right after that, Eve leaves. Um, the well happened. Now we had some issue in the basement. I said the basement was scary. So we had this issue. Oh my God, we haven't even gotten there yet. Oh yeah, we oh haven't touched God. the basement. I know. I know. So we were having this issue. It was like the wet season or whatever. And we had to buy a new sump pump for the basement because it kept flooding and it would like get like the water would get really high, like knee high, you know, in the basement. Holy shit. We couldn't keep anything down there. And like we would buy a 
however, $500 sump pump and install it and put it in and then it would break the next day. No explanation. Oh dear. Went through several of them. Oh my God. Um, and then he had to call someone and hire them. And it was like, you know, when you hire a professional and they spend all day down there and they're charging you however much on them, they're like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Things fucked, you know? So that, that had pretty much happened. Spent all this money. My father's way down in the dumps, you know, whatever money we make in the restaurant is going right back into the building. And, right. um, <laughs> I, this time was fast asleep in my bed. And this is a night that my father will tell you he had been screaming and screaming for me. And I just didn't hear anything until he came up into the attic and was like, do you not hear me screaming? You need to come and see this. And I go down into the basement with him and water where the sump pump would drain, like where there was the drain in the floor, water was shooting straight up into the air. Water was just shooting straight up into the air like a geyser. Oh my God. And I said, we need to get the fuck out of here now. And we got into the car and we left. We drove away and we did not spend another night in that house. That was the Holy. end of that. Holy, Holy shit. So what happened to the restaurant? Did he end up closing the sold, restaurant? He sold the restaurant. <laughs> he closed the restaurant. It got turned into another restaurant, which lasted a few months. There was another car crash into the building. And then the restaurant oh closed down. And then I don't know what happened to it. Last time I drove by that way. It's gone. Like, it's leveled. The whole building is completely gone. So I don't know whatever happened. I don't know the end story. Good God almighty. There are so many things that I have. Okay. Just even, like, not being able to hear one another makes me think of, like, weird pockets of, like, time slips or time sucks or, like, like another dimensional, like, bloop where you're just in a bubble. Oh, like, and the mimicking thing is bad fucking news oh yeah that was the other thing too and it would happen a lot too like where where i couldn't hear him then sometimes i would very clearly hear him calling my name and then i'd be like what what and i'd come downstairs all angrily be like what you'd be like what i didn't fuck what are you talking about that is bad like knowing so bad personally knowing you and your dad and knowing your like tempers and how quickly you're like annoyed with shit like this is just you guys must have been pissed at each other constantly yes everyone going her anger was always like everyone and everyone and there was like waitresses that had mental breakdowns in there that would cry that's what he mean when he said i wouldn't even know where to fucking start like people oh who God. worked on the building as carpenters ended up going through divorces and fucked up shit in their lives what is would end up crying like it like yeah crazy crazy shit went down for everyone that was involved in that place and then when we shut down it was like honestly so traumatic we didn't talk about it for a number of years we just did not bring it up wow. and then my dad would like get drunk and be like someone would say something about a ghost story and he'd be like yeah me and my daughter lived through a ghost story and they'd be like ha, 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 and he'd be like no it was not funny you don't oh. understand <laughs> No, no the front door, the like base. That's that's like serious, like Amityville level, like movie shit. Where you're like, that obviously didn't happen. Like, yeah, the the but, front door alone is terrifying. Oh no, the water God. was the most terrifying because in my mind too, like I could come up with some explanation for it. Right. I don't know why the door would get ripped off like that and tumble down the street, but I don't know. Maybe the brackets were loose. I don't know. But the water shooting up is like physically impossible for what was happening 
that we saw with our own eyes happening in front of our face. Yeah. Like that's not like a water pipe burst or something, or you've got like some sewage backup or some shit like that's, that's crazy. And I'm sure if it was like that, anyone who came out must've had a story, anybody who worked on the place, they all had to. Did any of the people that worked there see anything or hear anything or you, I mean, you've said that they had really bad luck, um, really like sudden, like as soon as they had some kind of connection or association with the place that then their life turned to shit. Did any of them have anything happen on the premises to themselves? I mean, I don't think so. Other than like, you know, having the waitress who had a guy die at her table. I think that was probably pretty traumatic for her. Yeah, that's pretty traumatic, I would say. Yeah, just a bit. And I'm sure that being around my father and I was traumatic for anyone at that time too, because we were like constantly, like intensely mad all the time. Like, you know. But you guys- I was mad that he didn't believe me about what was going on. And he was mad that I was like, kept trying to sell his like bad energy to him, you know? Right. And he's also like just stressed because fucking restaurant shit is stressful. Yeah. Well, he's put all of his money into a business. Right. So he's got it's all tied up in, in this one location. Just, of course, I'd be trying to convince myself that things were fine too, because I can't be like, I'm putting my kid in danger. I'm putting myself in danger. Like I can't just fucking leave here. All of my money. What am I gonna do? Like it's insane. So yeah, I'd probably be trying to convince myself of anything also. So you poked your head in the eaves to like check out those huge room things. Did you notice anything in there that was out of place or weird or? No, they were literally just big, empty, em- big, empty, dark rooms. I never went in. I never wanted to. It was like the worst feeling. I never would want to go in there. Wow. Definitely not. So when you first arrived there to live there and help your dad out with everything when you walked into the building on the premises did you feel anything like the second you stepped over the threshold or was it just the further up in the house you got to the attic part of it too is like my father you know so it's like part of it is like the italian guilt aspect that my father had really pressured me to help to drop everything i was doing to help him with this restaurant Mm -hmm. and i was definitely sore about that so I went into it with a bad attitude. I went in there like totally, totally negative and like, this is where I'm going to live. This is the fucking place. It's disgusting. And what do you want? You want to do what? You want to have an organic restaurant? And also, you know, that was, well, that was like the nineties. So organic, yeah, having an organic restaurant was. was like not really a hip and cool thing like it is now. It was a, it was a huge risk all around. It was like, this is just the dumbest idea you've ever had. Like, why am I helping you do this? And then of course, you know, I'm failing to mention the farming, the actual farming. Like I was literally getting up at six in the morning and farming until my father had me doing serious, serious overworked labor, physical yeah. labor, and then having to run in the restaurant. And I was the like dining room manager. So I was had to like be dressed nice and shit. I, I hated it so much. Oh I hated God. So God, that sounds awful. So, I mean, there's just nothing redeeming about it, except no. that you were having this incredible success, which is also just like, I don't get it. Do you want us to be successful? You think we need to earn this more? Like, what is your angle here, house? I think they just this- didn't want us there. Whatever it was, definitely did not want us there. We weren't, we weren't the ones for it. We weren't. I don't think anyone was. Obviously, the house isn't there. Everyone must have felt that. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, but. 
here's my question. So the house itself was a mile from where the farming was happening on the Shaker mm-hmm. land, right? Mm-hmm. So here's, here's my question. The house itself, was that also an old Shaker house? Was that built by the Shakers? Um, no, nope, different time frame. And okay. as far as I know, anyway, not on Shaker land. Now, I mentioned I had like, gone to the library to look it up, and I had asked. Right. And I couldn't find any evidence of like any major catastrophe happening there, but I did find a picture. And uh, like the house as we knew it, kind of like the bakery, where the bakery was in the restaurant, uh, wasn't even there. Like all of that had been an add-on. So it was the original house and this barn. And the picture was like of of a husband and wife and then a boy, and they were holding a donkey, like holding the lead of a donkey. And it it was just so freaky. It was just so scary looking. Like, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened to those people, but it, I got really freaked out when I found it. I got really yeah. freaked out when I found that picture. And it was like creepy. And I remember like printing it out and like showing it to the waitresses and stuff and being like, look at this. This, is the, this was the house. It's so scary. How could anyone say that this is not fucking scary? Look at these freaks. <laughs> Can I? Oh so... When you saw, because you're saying that when you saw them, yes, the people in the picture, it was immediately bad feelings. Seeing yes, they looked freaky, and I know that. Like, so, I know what, what think? photography is. I know that you have to stand there with a dead look on your face. I right, know the whole thing, but like, it was really, they looked scary. It looked like horror movie style. Yeah. It almost sounds to me, outside looking in and hearing this from you, that there's a part of you that recognizes that these people are scary because they have something to do with what's happening in the house and the terror that is taking place and that fear that's being instilled in you. Yes. However. Yes. You, you had all these crazy things happen, like things moving, like obviously physical stuff. There was mimicry, but did you ever see shadows moving? Did you ever see someone that wasn't your dad or like, did you hear any voices? Because I don't know if you're, if it was the family or if it's just the land. Right. Because it sounds more, it sounds less like actual people and more like the land. Like if you want to go into like elemental or like spirits or like whatever was connected there, that it wasn't necessarily like mom and dad and the donkey and the boy, (laughs) but maybe they were having a fucking terrible time too. Yeah. I mean, maybe it started with them. Because there's no, if there's no whatever, talking. Whatever happened, they had to sell their family farm to become a commercial property. They, the, the barn that they had wasn't even there anymore. So, like, oh, wow. obviously there was structures there that did not exist anymore. Yeah. I'm wondering. I felt that when just... I drove by just recently, I was, like, showing my fiancé this to him. Like, I had told her these stories. She does not believe in ghosts. She can't even believe I'm doing this podcast right now. Jesus and I, like, Christ. have told her these stories, and we drove by, and I'm like, that's the spot right there. And, like, I still feel freaked out when I see it. Now I can see all the structures that were there. Like, I can see where everything was, where their barn was, where the restaurant was, yeah. where the bakery got added on, all of it so clearly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it sounds like. Like, it doesn't sound like somebody who could have, like, talked to you, like, in English. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it was more like a native thing or, like, a spirit thing that's, like, linked to the land. And that's what I was going to say. If if what, you know, something about what you said, Joy, really made me think is that these people are miserable in this picture. 
it makes me wonder if the pattern started with them, the misery in this location started with them, the bad luck, because whose land was it before they yeah. landed on there? Because the Shakers are like a really religious sect, correct? Yeah. So were they part of the settlements that came in and tried to convert Native America? Okay. So, and especially in that part of the country, yeah, for sure. that is where the, the fucking spread, the wipeout started to happen of erasing Native American, Native Americans and their history from the land. Yeah. So that can't, you can't help but think that that cursed the land they you know they're kicked mm -hmm. off their own land yeah it's going to be cursed so therefore you've got this family who maybe that curse starts with them you've got the two girls in the well on shaker land which mm -hmm. was not originally shaker land mm -hmm. you know you can't you've you've got to think about that and the other thing with the mimicry i believe is something that is you know, from at least some, a lot of the things that I've read, mimicry is one of the things that happens with, um, shit. What are the, the spirits that are almost like jesters, but they're not jesters. Do you know what I'm trickster? saying? Trickster. Yeah. It's a I trickster feel like thing. I've always heard that linked more to uh, non-human negative, often right. called demonic for Catholicism's purposes, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like definitely the negative side of it. I'm just so, I keep going back to like not being able to hear stuff. Yeah, that's like that a- shit is fucked up. It's and like it, a vacuum that it, you're it in a fear like vacuum. In a bubble. Mm -hmm. It, it like, would make no sense because it's an old, old house. So you could hear everything really clearly. Yeah. Like on a regular day, I could be in the attic and I could maybe not hear conversations, but I could hear that there was people downstairs in the restaurant, you know, mm -hmm. I could hear cars coming and going. I could hear, my father's a loud man. I could hear when he was calling me. I could definitely yeah. hear when he was calling me, you know? Oh my God. That's insane. That's yeah, and that would happen a lot. I remember that like, almost, it got to a point where it was almost daily, I think, where, where it got to the point where he would call me, I would just ignore it because I knew that it was never him calling me. Oh Especially if it was like urgent, because it would be like calling me and be like, "What? Why? Why?" You know, and be like, "Oh." So if it was urgent like that, I'd just be like, "You know, have you ever seen that? Um, what is it? What we do in the shadows? The fucking yes. Have you seen that show? No. Um, I love that show. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's how I measure being on the treadmill. I watched two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> But that they have the emotional or what is the emotional Holland. vampire? Yes. Right? And he has to like make people feel crappy to pull their like their He sucks like, all of, of their them. joy from them. But yeah, that, that definitely happened. That's oh, what it's sucked. reminding me of the idea of like this thing going, I need some energy. Let me do something that'll piss them off. So like if they're trying, if they want me, if I'm like going to call them and pretend that I'm her dad or like make it so they can't hear each other just so they're fucking frustrated and then I'm just going to feed off of whatever negative energy is there. Oh, it's him can seeing you... you standing at the end of his bed that... Yeah, F that noise. No. Fuck that. Oh yeah, that freaked him out. He brought it up again today. 
when I said it. He was like, and then do you remember? Remember when I thought you were buying? He was like all passionate about it. I'm like, yeah, I remember how freaked out you were and you told me about it the next day. And then I remember being like, see, I'm telling you, something is not right here. I don't think that we should be here. I just straight up don't think we should be here. You didn't right. belong there because no. It, no one has belonged there other than mm-hmm. the people whose land it originally was. We were talking to Susan um, a couple episodes ago, and she was talking about where she grew up and the native people there called it the Valley of Insanity. Yeah. And they didn't settle there because it was bad. <laughs> and it's just like that. I wonder if it's like, one of those places where the native people are just like, nah, dude, uh-uh, like nobody goes here. There's bad stuff here. I don't know, man. It sounds like the opposite to me. It sounds like it was someone's home. It was someone's sacred place and it was taken from them. So what do you do? You curse it. I would. Can yeah. You, I, I mean, that. we don't have to, we don't have to put on the air, but can you give me the address or give us the address so I can at least look at it and see. Yeah, I'll like give you the address. Actually, plan. we can put it on the air. I actually don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look, but the restaurant was called Wild Harvest and it was in New Lebanon, New York. Okay. Thank you. Because yeah. I want to see if there's anything. You can look up the fire. You have the, the internet restaurant. now. Yes, I know. <laughs> and then that other restaurant that burned down, it was called uh, like Shoji's. And that was a big thing when it burned down. It was like, it was a big I deal. Bet. Now that he told me the story about the well, I kind of do want to go back because I could find it again. I know where it is. I kind of don't do go alone. Please don't go alone. I'll go with JoJo because she won't believe any of that anyway. Make your skeptical fiance go. It's funny she'll say that. And so we, when we moved into this house, my friend that lives here was like, "Yeah, the, I think the house is a little haunted." She says it like casually, and I'm like, "In a no big deal." Life. And she's Great. like, oh, "It's fine. It's fine. Just sometimes things go missing, and you hear some stuff." I have not had that experience here, nor that feeling here, but my girlfriend, my fiance, gets nervous every once in a while and says that she hears weird stuff, but also, like, it's, we're in the woods, so I think hearing weird stuff is part of it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so, I don't know. I haven't gotten that feeling here. Okay. I've oh. just done some looking into New Lebanon. Mm-hmm. There's a thing called uh, the Shaker Swamp Conservancy. Mm-hmm. That's where we got the land from lovely it was native american land yeah it was very much native Lebanon. it was fed by the thermal springs known to the native americans uh the swamp <gasps> supports a treasure trove of wild oh medicinal plants the mount lebanon shakers documented the sharing of these healing herbs with the natives I have goosebumps now. The thermal springs and like your thing was flooded and shooting a geyser in your it's water. And it's all water. It's probably just a giant river under that whole thing going back and forth between. Right. Yeah. And the water is a huge conductor, salt water especially, but water anytime there's a lot of activity, if there is a moving water nearby, mm-hmm. that tends to make it flare up even more. Yeah, we had. Um, an underground river in the house that I grew up in in Stanford and I found out like years later my mom was like oh yeah there used to be like a hole in the basement and we could see the water like go and I was like what the fuck are you talking about there was a hole in the basement (laughs) because that whole neighborhood was built in like 1950 1954 three something like that Um, and my aunt and uncle lived next door 
And I found out that they had filled in, like the whole backyard was landfill because it was all swamp. So everything running under my house and the whole street was just a river. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. But now that I'm like, oh, and it makes sense because that house was fucking weird. <laughs> okay, find I'm finding else? more. Oh. My librarian. There are stone artifacts. Oh yeah, that, 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 that may have been near. Native American ceremonial sites. That was very near where the uh, um, tomato farm was. Where Jesus those stone fucking Christ, lines. Rico. Well, the tomatoes were like the most beautiful tomatoes we ever, ever. In fact, I just one of the things I do on my Patreon is I like read. I, I for some reason I find that I'm involved in a lot of books, either interviewed for or I've talked in or something. So I've been reading the chapters from the books and I just came across this one called Route 22. And it's this guy who traveled and did this whole book, a photo, photography across Route 22, which is where the restaurant was. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed me outside selling the tomatoes and he wrote about them and like saying like, I have never seen tomatoes like this. They were incredible. And they were all, and the reason that we got the grant is because we were growing all heirloom varieties that would, ha- that were in line with what would have been grown at the time. So oh, wow. it was like tomato varieties people don't see anymore and like yeah. brought back to life. They were really, really incredible tomatoes. Like indigenous to that area. Like, wow. So what I've just found is that the Lebanon Valley has been a source of healing waters and rare medicinal plants since the end of the last ice age. You think about that and how much is in that earth. Something was pissed off. Let's see if I can find the... um... The thing that I'm finding really odd about this is that it's talking a lot about the Native American people who were here prior to the Shakers, there is no mention at all of what tribe they were from. There were so many, there were so many. And especially right there in New Lebanon, where we were on Route 22, I know for a fact that like half a mile down the road was an old trading post. So that area that we were in was like home to many people traveling and trading. It was not just one tribe. Right. Imagine just the residual energy of that like being on a trade route it's insane this is insane (laughs) this is insane okay in the late 18th and early 19th century the mohicans taught the shakers about medicinal herbs that grew in the swamp at the base of mount lebanon and the shakers developed a business cultivating and selling them so here's the thing oh geez right Mm -hmm. so I was looking into, God, I can't remember what it is. There's this beautiful um, uh, national parkland area, and it's someplace where there have been uh, glitch-type occurrences. It's next to a mountain range where hikers have gone missing or people have experienced odd occurrences Mm -hmm. that cannot be replicated. And there is a spring running through the flatland next to it that fucking cult like hippy dippy white people with dreads are taking tourists on spiritual excursions spiritual vacations and they're trampling on the traditional on on the sacred grounds and on these Mm -hmm. plants and what these idiot tourists are doing these spiritual tourists essentially are doing they're taking their their crystals with them and sticking them in the water so what that's doing is it's fucking up um 
it's fucking up not just like the 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 chemical makeup of the water but the spiritual makeup of the water and so there are a lot of signs the tribe that it's their land are really trying hard to make people aware that you cannot do this like do not put this stuff here because this is not what it's for right mm -hmm. and Idiot so white people have been doing this right for stuff, mean, look stop. all the stuff out in the midwest like all any spring we're like yeah we got this Hang on, but, everyone, let's make a, a spa over here. Right. But one of the big things is, is that it's turned into a business. And so people are coming on spiritual retreats, spiritual vacations, and what is sacred to them has become someone's vacation. And yeah. it's become a money generator. I'm reading this thing about the the shakers being taught these medicinal ways. They've taken it and they've monetized it. Yeah. So this is something sacred that has been passed down through generations for healing, for um, altruistic purposes, and they have taken it and they've turned it into something that it the, the antithesis of what it was origin of right. what it has always been. So that, to me, as a idiot on on the internet reading it, makes me think. Well, of course they're angry. Of course the earth is going to sure. be angry. They've taken the healing properties of this area and they are cultivating it probably in this ground that you are farming for tomatoes mm -hmm. in the shaker ground area that you are then feeding people through the restaurant. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So you've had <laughs> minor incidences in comparison since then. Oh yeah. Everything's been minor in comparison to that. I've never had anything that blatant in my face ever. Holy oh, shit. I will say that one of the reasons that uh, I stripped for almost 14 years and one of the reasons that I really quit at the end was um, so many people died at the club and so many of my friends. Mm -hmm. At one point someone died in the dressing room oh, and um, I, I, I just, I felt I felt it every time I was there. I just couldn't even be there anymore. It was all I would think about sometimes. Like, and then not even people who died there physically in the club, but like how many people I knew that had come through in that life that ended up dead. And it is, it's not normal for anyone in any line of work to know 50 people that have no, oh my God, I'm so died sorry. violent deaths. Like, you know, there was a, t so there was a time you can look this one up too in Western Mass. There, we had a serial killer out here who was killing sex workers. And um, it turned out that it was a guy that was a regular in the clubs that used to come in and that we used to tell management that this guy shouldn't be allowed and that he was oh bad. Oh my God. And he ended up killing three dancers and burying them in his front fucking yard. And in his front yard? His front oh yard in Springfield, God. Massachusetts. And Holy fuck. Yeah, and three dancers from the club that I worked at, like three people that I worked directly with, this guy ended oh up killing and burying in his front yard. Oh, honey. And he only got caught because he had a woman captive in his car and he had beat her with a hammer and then he was like speeding or something. So it was a traffic stop, like inadvertently. And then the cop was like, why is there a woman <laughs> looking like she got beat with a hammer and she told the cop that she was being held captive. So that's the only reason that they like searched the house and shit. But you know, that happened. There was just so much stuff like, yeah, I don't need to work in a building that that many serial killers have come through. That seems wrong. No, no, no. Like shit. Oh God, I'm so sorry.
That's so fucking heavy. Yeah, it is. It's too heavy. It's that's too much. Yeah, too much. So that was like a time that it was negative, but mostly, but negative in like a. It's very clear to me that I shouldn't be here, and then this is negative energy, and I'm not stupid enough to stick around. Yeah. So what? I die too, or I can just watch more people die. Was that it? That was at um. But had uh, someone that got a dancer that got killed from there too got put burned alive in the trunk of a car like there's no reason that i should know that there's no reason that i should know that many people that have been murdered there's just no reason no and that's an entirely different podcast discussion (laughs) that's a whole different work and women's rights and work in general and safety and i will not get started because i won't shut up um a lot of that too is like uh it's like assessing energy that's what you do as a sex worker yeah constantly assessing energy and figuring out if this is safe or not and you know i think it says a lot that you and the other women went to management and said this person should not be allowed in you you've trusted your gut you know because you know after a while i mean that's it's not the same thing but similar with my years of tattooing especially being alone in a shop a lot of times with people and strangers coming in and getting to that point where you finally just go no this this isn't safe i don't i should not do this tattoo i should yeah no this person out or go call the, the business next to me and have them come keep an eye on shit for me And so many times, I mean, how many times have you had that confirmed where you're like, I don't, I, for no reason, I just don't like this person. And then they go fucking crazy on you and start parking outside your place of work, like stalking you. There's actually a really fantastic book called The Gift of Fear. And it's all about not ignoring Mm -hmm. that, that voice that tells you it's all about listening to it and working to enhance like turn up the volume on it so that you can really use it to your benefit. So instead of it being a terrifying fight or flight situation, it's about, okay, using it to your benefit to really make a good judgment call about people, places, and things. And like, how are we brought up particularly as women? To To be be nice. No, you're stop being so afraid of everything. Women are yeah. just so emotional and be so polite. Worried. It's like fuck off. I have this gut feeling that's telling me not to do something. Like, how well, does this species yeah. make it this long? Like, <laughs> we had a letter from somebody who had an experience after uh, after they'd had a pretty awful period of being stalked, um, and that resulted in them having to leave the country that it was happening in and when they relocated and resettled then they started having really crazy things happening and so part of that letter from them is you know and also having spoken to them off air about it it's how 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 polite do you I mean there's you know there's our other podcast that that we listen to where their thing is fuck politeness you know my favorite murder they say fuck politeness because you don't have to be polite about it and that's what we've been raised to do and it's like i know joy has had stalkers i'm sure you've had stalkers i've had 
<laughs> yeah, I've had a I had a stalker. They were my supervisor and older than me. I thought I had to be nice. And so when they invite me over to the house for dinner, I say yes. And you ignore that warning, that thing screaming inside of you that no, you don't do this. Yeah, no. Fuck that shit. Could you do me a favor? Would you feel comfortable sending us pictures of the of the restaurant, of the outside of the old restaurant for us to use? Uh, if, if not, no worries. Um, also, Rico, my father reminded me of this today, is that most of the memorabilia we have from that time was lost when he had uh, an apartment in New Jersey when, that got flooded. And like when, when, you know, everything went to shit, he lost oh, everything, no. like everything we owned. It's all water. It's all water. Oh, I got goosebumps when you said that. Well, I'm going to go back to New Lebanon to that place because I please do. I want to make some peace with it anyway. Like, you know, I don't think I'll solve any big mystery or anything, but I left in such a negative, like, flurry and just haven't been back unless I'm driving through to New York City. Yeah. And it's only been a few times. So. I think yeah, I I'd be interested to see if you went and you were like, listen, I know it's been a minute. Yeah, I would totally be interested to see how you feel even standing on that property yeah. again. That, I mean, it would have to remember you. Yes. You know, like, I don't see that being something where it'd be like, you know, we've really just scared the shit out of so many people over the years that we couldn't remember. <laughs> Everything. I know that it was an ice cream shop for a short time at some point, and then a pizza shop, and then that just was nothing stayed very long. No, like always less than a year ish. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And the farm now, I was just talking about the farm, and like, well, it, I have such negative memories of it because I, I was so overworked. I worked so hard. Yeah. But now, in my gardening and my farming, now everything that I do now, I learned during that nine month period. Every, I learned so much, everything I do now with soil. I learned soil microbiology. I got the chance to work with like a a lot of really great farmers. I learned so much. Wow. I I wonder if you step on that land again, if it would be like, we see what you did. Like we see how you are now. And like, like you might be one of the only people that could live on that fucking land at this point. I don't want to live there. I, but I mean, like, <laughs> I you know, if you, but you do farm and you, you do cook and you like are respectful of that kind of thing. Like it would just be interesting to see if you could feel that kind of, maybe I'm getting too hippy dippy, but if you could feel that sort of recognition or something, it'd be interesting instead of just being scared all the time, especially like when you're fucking 19, you don't know anything anyway. Yeah, no, like it was the wrong time yeah it was a bad it was a bad time in life it was a bad bad time (laughs) (laughs) was it a bad time it was a really (laughs) negative and dark time i don't i remember so many bad things happening to me and around me (laughs) at that time yes (laughs) god almighty i do remember being really good at breakdancing at that time and having this like fearlessness that I didn't have any other time. Like when mm-hmm. I was for competitions and stuff, stuff, I would do stuff that I would never ever do 
again, you know? Thank you so much. <laughs> this is like, this has terrified me, but also like, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for, um, yeah, it's cool to have a spot to tell that story. There is nowhere else I would be able to tell that story. Oh, and then, okay, one last weird thing, because then several years later, I got into a car accident on my way to New York City. I might have been going to see you at this time. Um, I got into a car accident. A lady sideswiped me. I was on my way to New York City because I was supposed to be doing a reading at this thing and like reading. This sounds familiar. Is this like ringing a bell? I got in this car accident um, and you know, my car was fine. It was drivable, but the cop was like, I have to impound your car because you're driving on a suspended license. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he was like, your license in New York state was suspended. Did you ever live at this address? And he listed an address in New Lebanon that I never lived at. And I was like, no, I used to live in New Lebanon, but not at that address. And he was like, well, someone at that address got a license in your name and ended up getting a bunch of tickets and maximum. <gasps> someone stole my identity in New Lebanon and then got a driver's license. Oh my God. Oh my God. The last freaky oh, thing of New Lebanon. New Lebanon can fuck right off. <laughs> fuck right off. Dude, yeah. just that, that sounds like one of those times when we would do like shut ourselves in the underdog apartment and like Chinese food and law and order the whole weekend mm -hmm. away. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's like. One, I remember there were times that shit had happened and you were like, I can't fucking come down now. I'm honestly, it sounds like all of the buildings, everything there needs to be taken away and just let it go back to nature yeah because it that's what it wants cursed it is yeah. it sounds like it's cursed it really sounds cursed and i don't blame it um one of the things i started making us do when the shitstorm unicorn of pandemic hit um was forcing joy to do something at the end of the show which is something that she's grateful for just to find the small gratitude silver lining in what's happening so um what is one thing that you're grateful for um today i'm grateful for the fact that my father sent to massachusetts a bunch of stolen restaurant food for christmas <laughs> nice. Nice. that's pretty spot on i like that that's great that sounds delicious and slightly like with the with an edge of danger not christmas yeah. like <laughs> it fell off delicious. a truck it's fine it fell off a truck <laughs> but honestly i was really truly thankful for it because we went from having a nice christmas to having a very extravagant christmas that's fantastic. get to have an amazing christmas now i love it awesome um I am thankful that I got to see Bella Vendetta finally because I never see you anymore. Yes. Um, and it was just exciting for me. So excuse me while I am slightly giddy and pretend I'm in my 20s again. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's nice to see your face and I miss you and I love you and I think of you basically every day. So oh, I love you too. <laughs> All right, Emily. I'm grateful that um, I'm, get, I'm having Funyuns for dinner and that I don't have severe indigestion. It's the little things. I'm sorry. Right <laughs> now, I don't have indigestion and heartburn, and I'm just really happy. I mean, it, it's, it's not really that deep and meaningful, but it's delicious. This is the thing, though. It's fitting because I actually did a real one this time. 
I and know. I usually am like, oh, look, I got socks from in and out So like, <laughs> and I'm like, fine that we switched. All right. Well, <laughs> it was lovely meeting you over the internet. It was nice meeting you too. Terrifying <laughs> hearing that your fucking stories. Jesus Christ. So scary. And now I really want to dig into everything to do with New Lebanon and its bonkers history. It yeah. sounds like there's way more to it. You know, in it, like the first one that's on like two VHS tapes like from back in the day, um, when they have the the photographs and like Pennywise's and every single one fucking yeah. shit up going back in time. That's how I feel. That's about. new luck, but yeah. no. that's how I feel. I'm gonna yeah. find the ad. I'll ask my father the address, and then we can maybe look it up and find that old picture. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Yes. Please tell Rico I said hi. I will. I will. And have a lovely holiday. Happy holiday. Thank you. And if uh, anyone listening has creepy fucking stories or has lived in New Lebanon and wants to tell us about, you <laughs> yes, know, please. the. Having their doors ripped off, or you know, oh I live in Lebanon. It's a lovely place. She should have. It's, it's the delightful. Are lovely. It's fine. You. No one came out of my basement sewer doors all the time. No one needs <sighs> a front door here. Yeah, we're all friendly. Who cares? No one needs a lock. Um, if you have anything that you would love to share with us, um, please email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. That's theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. And check us out on Instagram at the underscore residuals underscore podcast. Let me take a moment to plug um, that if people want to see me read aforementioned stories of other things that don't involve ghosts and paranormal activity they can go to my patreon which is bella vendetta fine art wicked um so until next week wash your hands wear a mask sage your sofa Mm. and most importantly don't be afraid of the dark but i will goodbye bye dad jokes does tim do dad jokes? i imagine that he does <laughs> it's like a walking dad joke at this point <laughs>